you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. Super excited today. We got a all-star, a rock star that's just crushing it. Dan, you mind just diving into it and let's talk some real estate today? Absolutely. We're going to talk about real estate. We're going to talk about systems. We're going to talk about technology. And we're going to talk about freedom. Yeah. At the root of everything is the why behind why you're in this business in the first place, which is typically to make money so that you can have freedom for yourself and your family. So everything, the way you design your business, you should never forget about that. So many people get caught up in the day to day and they end up building a job for themselves that they didn't originally sign up for. Knowing this starting out is probably the biggest competitive advantage you can have. So I want to just make sure that no matter what level you're at, you can listen to this interview and have a clear understanding of how to crush it and not hate yourself in the process of growing your business. Just a quick background about myself. My name is Dan Schwartz. I run InvestorFuse, which is a lead management system we had built on Podio originally. A couple, you know, several hundred companies using the, using the software, thousands of team members using it to manage and follow up with their leads. And we've since rolled out a new standalone system off of Podio so that we can actually tailor it specifically for the real estate process and not uh, limited by Podio's interface, which a lot of you might be familiar with. It's kind of confusing and a little wonky. Uh, it's got us to where we are, but we, uh, we're in the process of launching a completely different way of managing your leads and pretty excited about that, but we can talk about that later. I love it. So you spoke about freedom a little bit, like buying your own time back and being able to kind of do whatever you like with your time. I feel like you're a prime example of that to a certain degree because you're constantly just traveling all around the globe, living wherever you like. Yeah, I'm at the point now that I have an abundance of time, which is amazing. It puts more weight on the decision of what to do with my time to make sure that I'm actually spending it in a, in a productive way that's benefiting all areas of my life. So I think it's, it's important to actually like think about like when you do have all this time, how are you going to spend it? Like if time wasn't a concern, if money wasn't a concern, what would you be working on and how can you build your business so that you can get to that point? So for me, it's, I'm still in that startup hustle mode. So I'm working consistently on investor views. Uh, I'm also taking care of myself, like exercising all the time, eating really healthy. I'm investing in myself, in my education, I'm investing in my team. I'm investing in time with my family. So you just need to make sure to get clear on what you're going to do with your free time because you can get to a point and I've been there, trust me, where I'm just like, ah, I need something to work on. Like, ah, and you just end up, you know, on Facebook or just aimlessly walking around. And I definitely have those days, but uh, it's important to really dial in your, your why so that you can make the most of your, of your free time, which all of you deserve and are totally capable of of achieving you just it really comes down to systems and kind of changing the way you think about what you're capable of yeah that's good so yeah. may i ask like what what is the why that kind of drives you it's it's freedom it's showing people their capacity to live a life of freedom on their own terms and hopefully they choose to serve the world with their free time instead of you know in a destructive way that's sort of my message and 
all I can do right now is lead by example. Of course. So why real estate for you? Like why, why did you originally get into that atmosphere of real estate? So it started, it's funny, life has these like individual decision points. Yeah. My decision point was after I graduated school, I was just looking at the two paths. I was looking at the nine to five and I was looking, you know, the nine to five potentially high salary or the like endless work hours with un unlimited infinite income potential, but also unlimited freedom and time potential as well, if done correctly. So I chose that entrepreneurial route. I didn't really apply to any jobs at all, uh, much to my parents' dismay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, real estate. I, so I had read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in college, and I'm not the only one who's gotten into real estate from that book. It just lays it out so clearly. Like, it's an asset that's always going to be around, and it's a proven, you know, wealth-generating asset class. So I just sort of, that sort of piqued my curiosity. It's just like, well, this is definitely a way you can make money, right? It's like there's a 100% chance that you can make money with real estate. So I sort of just took that and it's not like I was into properties or houses or I really don't have much background in my family or anything. Well, my my grandfather used to sell lands. Um, so I guess sort of indirectly I had it in the family, but it just seemed like an opportunity that I could shape into my own my own way and create a business around that with the concept of time freedom, which I needed at the time because I was also touring full time in a band. I played drums in a funk band called Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. Shout out. They're still crushing it. I'm no longer in the band so I can focus on, on my business and live a somewhat sane life. But up until uh, 2014, I was like, I was flipping five to 10 houses a month while traveling. So I really had to to get good at building systems and stuff, which is kind of what's led to my current endeavor of investor views. Real estate is, is a simple proven way to make money and wholesaling is a way you can do it without actually owning real estate. It just, it seemed like it was too good to be true at the time. Yeah. And then after I started closing deals, it started to become a reality. Just like, oh man, this is, this is real. Yeah, this is doable. Cool, so I definitely want to talk about the systems, but first, before we get into systems, because I feel like that's extremely important. Where was the education or the guidance along the way when you were first getting started? So this might apply to, to a lot of you. When I first started out, I knew that I wanted to have a partner in it. I, I wanted to have someone that I could spitball ideas and share the workload, share the risk, and just have someone like I like hustle with and like fail with, you know? So what I did is I reached out to this young cat that just published a video in Baltimore about how he's wholesaling properties in Baltimore. I met up with him, good friend of mine, Mike, we were partners for several, several years and he became my, my first real estate partner. He needed basically a marketing and execution mind. He had the real estate minds, great negotiator, great at walking into a house and saying, yeah, this needs 45 K work. He just needed like, a systems architect behind the scenes and started out as that dynamic. And it was great because we figured out how to do this business together. And our first collective deal was actually the way we got it is we sent out faxed letters of intent to realtors for listed properties. Yeah. So we just like pulled up a list of a hundred, hundred properties in the MLS that looked good, wrote out a letter of intent. So not even an offer, just like, Hey, would you consider, uh, writing up an offer for $40,000 for this thing that was listed in $100,000. And we faxed this letter of intent to 100 realtors. And that's how we got our first deal. I think it was pretty brilliant strategy because no one's using fax anymore. 
Uh, and then we just scaled it from there. And when I was really active, it was like during the REO, REO craze. So we became like the go-to REO wholesalers in Baltimore and uh, just crushed that and like had relationships with banks and were selling their properties to our buyers. And, and we figured all this out together. So like it, having a partner was a good way to do that. And then also we, we did join a, a coaching company about a year in, we joined Fortune Builders really early on before like Fortune Builders blew up. We ended up becoming one of the first, we were coaches for them back when there was only like 15 coaches on the platform. Yeah. Uh, now, since then, they've just kind of blown up. But having that accountability was great early on and it gave us a, you know, it was expensive, but it gave us more reason to earn that money back with just a couple of deals. So definitely, I, this isn't on a loan type of business. You need to do it collectively, either via coaches, partners, or education programs that can kind of guide you in the right direction. Don't try to figure it all out yourself. Literally just on YouTube, you can learn how to do this business and, and just going out and taking action and kind of learning the minutia of navigating through a deal is how you do this business. But you can't figure it out unless you start take action. Yeah, that's how I actually got started. I, um, I worked for an investment company here in San Diego for back in 2012, got very interested in it a few years later, you know, start saving up some money and then did a lot of like podcasts just like this, as well as YouTube. I was like addicted to YouTube every day and all the real estate books before I did that for two years, at least four hours a day, every day. And then on the second year, I was like, all right, well, I, I just got to take action now. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah. You reach a point of, of confidence and knowledge, but I think, you know, imagine if you had started that first month, Yeah. how, how much quicker your confidence would have hit because confidence is, is really just the outcome of taking action. Of course. It's like 90% of it. Once you're confident, all the fear goes away. So then you can actually start implement the action step and be able to get the real learning curves. Yeah. You don't have to fake it once you've taken small action steps, like you earn your confidence. That's no. right. No, I agree. I think like you mentioned though, having a partner or, you know, accountability partner, somebody that's, that wants it just as bad as you and you guys kind of complement each other's uh, roles to make, you know, find balance in the business, mm -hmm. I think is awesome. Plus, you know, getting that education, investing, like you said, it, it wasn't cheap, but at the same time, you are investing in yourself. So it gives you more drive to get those deals to be able to get that money back, which is awesome. Yep. There's nothing like putting yourself in a corner. You always figure out a way out. That's right. Very cool. So uh, let's talk about systems because systems is, is so, so, so important, especially right when you're getting started, it definitely makes life easier, but to actually get to your next level before like you plateau and like you're ready to get to that next level. It's all about systems. In my personal experience, that's what I've realized. You know, once you implement the right systems, start leveraging certain things out, then you actually have more time freedom and you can also focus on, you know, more activity within your business. I feel like you're, you're kind of like a king of the systems. I've thought about them a lot because yeah. I actually have a resistance to systems. I don't really follow uh, systems a lot because I rely on automation to execute and my team to execute the systems that I've sort of architected in my brain. But I'm not like, and I'm sure a lot of you listening are, are, are all the same way. Like, like the words organized systems gives me like a headache, just thinking about what that entails and spreadsheets and processes and like step-by-step -step sequences. So people that haven't done a deal yet are probably thinking that they don't need systems. 
and they just want to close the first deal. And I totally understand your urgency and just having money, but I would position that you don't want to flip a house. You want to be an entrepreneur and you want to own a business that works on your behalf. And the sooner you can enter that mindset, the better off your whole career is going to be. If you start right now, if you get out of that first deal urgency and think about your business as something that you can build that will serve you, then this will serve you for the rest of your life. And I know it's hard and it sounds kind of abstract, but I'll, I'll walk through it. So a business is just a machine that you as the owner have the opportunity to create. You can create these little machines within your organization that take an input and then produce an output without your direct involvement or time. And the way you do that is through having team. You're going to have to realize that you need a team in order to be successful in life. This is just something you have to get into your head. If you're super introverted, if you don't feel like you're a good leader, these are all limiting beliefs that you need to work on in order to overcome that. I was the similar way. I was just like, nah, I'll be a millionaire. I don't need any help. It's just not the case. And the sooner you uh, realize that, the better. So having a team is a crucial part of systems, especially in a business like real estate, which is so people driven. And then technology. So having a data backend that your team, your humans can operate in so that everything happens in a sequential system. So opportunities don't fall through the cracks. So sort of two areas of systems in this business, there's your marketing systems, and then there's your conversion systems. So marketing is lead generation, you know, getting the phone to ring, sending you, putting your bandit signs out, combing yeah. through Craigslist, getting your probate leads at the courthouse, however you're getting your leads, there's that, the front end, getting the lead, the opportunities to buy houses. But then I, I believe the most important part that most people flunk because it's not sexy, it requires a lot of admin, it requires a lot of thankless follow-up that nobody responds to, is your conversion systems or your CRM, which you've probably heard of, Podio and documenting and capturing all of those opportunities. Mm -hmm. And if you just think about both of those things in terms of like the actual steps that need to happen in order to generate the lead, and then the actual steps that need to happen to capture the lead, to qualify the lead, to nurture it through, to write the offer, to go on the appointment and to get under contract, you can see how you can do it without being the person having to do everything, right? Yeah. And it, it sounds like it, it's a really complex thing, but it's actually not that complicated given the technology that exists. The most complicated part of the business is the people side of the business. Technology can really set you free super early on, especially if you're like a, just a one person show and you have some leads coming in. A CRM like InvestorFuse will just allow you to focus on parts of the business that are going to make you money, like writing offers and negotiating with sellers. All that follow-up stuff can be automated, but that's just an example. So imagine if you weren't the one going on the appointments, or if you weren't the one writing the offers or qualifying or answering all the calls, but you had this backend, this technology guiding the people that you hire through a process. Yeah. At that point, you can step back and you can let your team do, your, do their thing. You can let them specialize in what you're not good at. And you might question like, well, what is my value at this point? Well, your value is that you created the system, which is the biggest value of all. Yeah. You, have the, you have the vision, you have the knowledge and strategy for how this person should be helping you monetize these leads. You have the, the connections and the resources to close deals with buyers. You have the process. Uh, it's a limiting belief to think that, you know, if you're not doing anything, then he shouldn't deserve to make money. Yeah. Look, at, look at Richard Branson. The guy's a multi-billionaire and he runs hundreds of companies. 
He doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but he created the system and he provided the vision and he had and he provided the resources and money to make sure that these businesses can all operate. That's how you should start your wholesaling business with that in mind. It's fine if you're doing stuff first, but the sooner you can step out of the roles that you don't like to do, the more successful you're going to be in the long run in this business. And it's going to be a challenge, but if I could figure it out, you can definitely figure it out. It's just outsourcing one thing at a time is what it comes down to. It's just like one thing you hate doing at a time. Can I have someone do this or can I have a piece of technology do it for me? Yeah. That's how I think. So would you rather go the technology side or actually have like a, a human being taking care of that role? Yeah, it depends on, on what the action is. I, I yeah. think for the, for the administrative thing, the admin and repeatable processes, you can use technology for that. Yeah. With, invest, with investor fuse, the emails look like they're coming from your Gmail. So it looks super personal. So it's like having humans do the work for you. But only when the sellers re-engage with you is when you want to step in as a human. So it's like what, what pieces of, of the process doesn't require actually humanness? That's what we focus on automating. So capturing the lead, making sure to get in contact with the lead within five minutes, responding to that lead as many times as possible for them to re-engage with you. All of these things typically would have to be done through brute force and like wonky CRM systems, but we, we kind of automated all that so that you don't have to worry about the uh, lead management messiness. So as far as hiring along goes, how do you, how do you find that, that perfect person to, to be a part of the team? Uh, well, first you have to f determine what part of the business you want to keep doing that you enjoy and love. So what I recommend is writing out what I call the freedom focuser list. I have a YouTube video on this. It's just writing out a list of every action that you currently are doing in your business, whether you're brand new or you've done a deal or you've done a, a lot of deals or you're currently crushing it. Write down what you individually are doing, everything from ordering the bandit signs online to buying the markers at Home Depot to going on Craigslist and browsing for new seller leads. Like everything that you're doing right now, write it down in a list, everything. This is such an important thing. This is working on your business, by the way, not in your business. Yeah. The more you work on your business, the more money you're going to make. Huge difference right there. And it's yeah. so, so important to really focus on that because when you're working in your business, uh, you're really taking away all that time and, and nothing's going to be getting done. I also understand people are frustrated when they hear about this because I, I remember hearing about that too. Like, I don't care about working on the business. I just want to make some freaking dollars. <laughs> it's so easy though. No matter which way you spin it, you just get a seller to, that needs to sell to put a house under contract with you. And then call the guy that bought the house across the street and then sell the contract to him. All of the tactical stuff is not, should, is way too overcomplicated and people are charging way too much money in my opinion to teach about it. It's really that simple. You just find people that are in a situation that need to sell, offer them a solution, and then call the guy that bought the house across the street and sell them the contract. That's like the easiest possible way. So there's no excuse. Like you'll, you can figure out the tactical components, but what I'm saying is working on your business. I know it sounds frustrating, but I swear to you, it will, it will allow you to do what I just said 10 times a month instead of maybe one deal every four months, which would, which would you rather have? So working on your business is writing out a list of everything that you're doing right now. And once you have that exhaustive list, what you can do is separate it into departments. So you have your marketing activities, you have your acquisitions activities, you have your dispositions activities, maybe your admin type of stuff. And once you've separated those out, bold the things that you actually like to do. 
Maybe it's coming up with marketing strategies. Maybe it's going to the house and negotiating and haggling with the seller. Maybe it's inspecting the properties. Like, what do you actually like to do about this business? Bold all the things that you just put on the list and then copy and paste those onto a separate document. What you're left with is basically job templates for you to outsource. It's a simple way to just determine, oh, well, if I just hired an admin person then I wouldn't have to do any of that. And now I'll, I'm only just left with going on the appointments and like making money and going to the title company. That's how you can get the initial framework for who to bring on. Typically though, I'm finding that like the 80-20 first hire is an office manager or a lead manager. Someone that can handle all the incoming opportunities and pre-qualify them and, and just keep you organized. So that's, that's typically what I would do. I also have a whole blog post on this, which you can share. It's investorfuse.com slash team. I give you like a whole um, org chart yeah. for the, the essential wholesaling team. Uh, the biggest limiting belief people have about team is that I can't afford them. Probably can't afford to pay them a salary, but could you afford to pay them on closed deals? Of course. Yeah. Right. Just got to get creative and switch it up a little bit. And yeah, you just gotta, like, can you afford not to pay them at the end of the day? Because if you keep on going down this road, you're just limiting yourself. And even if they did cost you a hundred grand, what if they made you 500 grand that year with their experience? Yep. All of a sudden, a six-figure salary is not that bad, right? Yeah. They're worth that's it. Like, this is how I'm trying to think now with investor fees because at this point, we're at a point of scale that we need to bring on some experienced like, software people to, to grow this thing. High six-figure salary type of people. Mm. So it's, a, it's just a, a mindset shift. If I hired someone for 250K, but they made me a million dollars. Is it worth it? <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Awesome. So what other technology do you think would be beneficial for, for people getting started in real estate? Investor Fuse is awesome. Yeah. So Investor Fuse, just, just to manage the chaos of follow-up yeah. is crucial because the majority of your opportunities are going to come from sellers that need to sell a little bit later than when they first contacted you. Right. Yeah. But it's the one thing that most people mess up because it's hard to follow up all the time. And most people don't answer your calls and, they don't want to hear from you and you forget every day that passes, you kind of forget about the context of the deal. So having a system that can keep you focused and automated that whole process as much as possible will make you more money. For sure. There's no question about it. No matter how good your marketing is, your follow-up is where everything falls apart usually. Um, so having a really good robust follow-up system is crucial. You're going to hear all the coaches and gurus say that it's unavoidable. You need a follow-up system. And you're either going to build it yourself with like spreadsheets or try to be a podio ninja, or you're going to pay someone like investor fees to, to super dial that in for you. So that's just a, an essential on the lead generation side. You, if you're just starting out and you, and you can't afford like a lead gen service. So there's a lot of lead gen services now, like postal impacts. We'll just do your marketing for you. There are services that help with certain parts of your marketing. Like if you're doing cold calling, you can use uh, John Martinez's, seller sniper system to make outbound you just send them a list of phone numbers and they'll connect sellers and pre-qualify sellers for you so you can outsource certain parts yeah seller sniper check it out i think it's midwestrev.com i know call um, is uh has been beneficial for people like oh this. yeah yeah yeah. so marketing tracking is sort of a an element of a crm as well like another function of a crm is to optimize your marketing so yeah. how many deals came from which campaign will tell you what campaign you should be spending more money on because it's yeah. giving you a more bang for your buck. This is the whole 80-20 thinking, which is should be at the core of your entrepreneurial thinking is like what elements, like what's the 
of this business that's producing 80% of the results. And typically it's going to be a handful of marketing channels that are giving you a handful of results. And like that one thing that you're spending 10 hours a week on is actually not working too well. So this is how you determine how to better utilize your time. Another good piece of tech is SendFuse, which is sort of a, a side tool that we created. It's a bot that sends postcards to owners for you. Did really? you know about this, Brandon? No, I didn't. Oh, man. Yeah. If you go to getsendfuse.com, S-E-N-D-F-U-S-E, you'll see how it works. It's a text bot. So text message. Yeah. And you basically say, send mail to 123 Main Street, and it'll respond with, this is an absentee owner. Would you like to begin the sequence now? You just say yes, and then all the magic happens in the back end. You're charged a dollar per postcard. We look up the address and we just send a sequence of postcards to that to that seller. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Yeah. So that I'm definitely gonna take advantage of that. That is awesome. We don't really promote that for some reason, just because we're so focused on on 2.0, the new software. But yeah, there's there's like 600 users on that and thousands of postcards getting sent on it because it's just so easy to do and it's perfect for when you're driving around and it's only a dollar per postcard. Just, like the cheapest you can get. Um, so yeah, that's a super useful tool. And you can add bird dogs to your account. So you can add other property locators to use the app on your behalf and they can't send to a duplicate address. So there's all these checks and balances in place to make sure that your bird dogs are only sending property to a property once. Wow. And it's not, just one, it's not just one postcard, it's six postcards that go out over time. And you can put whatever number you want on those and it's just, all done through text message. I'm mind blown right now. I'm just like yeah. totally shocked. So did you come up with this? Yeah, me and John said, what if we could just, what if you could just type an address in and send postcards? Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's kind of how we think about product development. It's like, what's the, what's the minimum amount of work required to maximize? This is 80, 20, right? Yeah, no, that's genius. I love it. That is so great. Yeah. I, I definitely need to talk more with you about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, very cool. It's, it's not going to stop at postcards, I'll put it that way. Yeah, very cool. Secret, little hint at what, what we got coming. Yeah, so what do you have coming? Yeah, I guess this, this segs pretty well into Investor Fuse 2.0, not on Podio. So for those of you that are using Podio, you, you've probably felt that it's not a real estate tool initially. It's been, you need to create it so that it works for your real estate business. It's actually a project management tool that the whole real estate industry took a liking to because you can customize it and you can automate it so that if you clicked on this, then it would send an email out. And the techie nerds among us really, including myself, really went to town on this whole automation thing. And because of that, Podio sort of got entrenched as the, uh, the CRM of choice. What we realized though is that people didn't want Podio, they just wanted certain elements of Podio that made them money and made yeah. things easier. And all the other stuff about Podio was just extraneous things that didn't really apply to the business and mm -hmm. no ends of notifications were coming in and it just felt not for real estate investors. So we created this new standalone platform using what we learned on Podio. So it, Podio gave us a really good platform to basically a, a minimum viable product for the ideal real estate CRM. And that's what we just released. It's Investor Fuse 2.0. And actually, I don't, I don't think I've mentioned this to anyone yet. We just launched a new website that's all about 2.0. Nice. Uh, so if you go to investorfees.com right now, you'll see everything about the new software, what it looks like, how it's different than what we have on Podio, when you'll be able to get in. So right now you, you got to join a wait list. We sold out of our like beta 
users back in May. So we're onboarding them right now, but it's the system is live and it's getting better by the day. We're adding more and more features. So by the time the fall comes around, we're going to be opening up the doors so that anybody can get in to the new investor queues and the whole team will be able to use it. And what makes it so unique is it's simplicity. Uh, it's just one decision point at a time. Yeah. So there's no thinking. You don't have to like think about what app to go to or how do I, what, how do, what next action do I assign? It literally guides you through in a linear fashion. And then also we understand that this business is nonlinear. So it gives you ways to customize your workflow specifically for your team. So that's what we built and really excited about it. And I'm finally like able to talk about it publicly. So it's exciting, but yeah, go to investorfuse.com and you can see uh, what that looks like. Okay. Very awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely excited and I'll be checking that out right after this. Yes. Um, yeah, man. That is, I, I love how your mindset works. Like you're, you definitely like to think outside the box and just change something around a little bit to make it better, which is extremely beneficial. I need it for people that won't do yeah. those activities. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. really just 80, 20, man. That's like yeah. everything comes back to this concept. What's the one thing that's going to give me the biggest leverage point? How can I build that into a product so that it serves the whole real estate investing community? Oh yeah. I love it. So let's talk about your future for a second. Like where do you, where do you see yourself going? What do you have any goals in mind? Uh, so I believe a, a common path is you start out as, as investor wholesaler and then you become an actual investor. So I, I kind of want to start trending more towards actually buying and holding not only real estate, but other companies as well. So I'm sort of learning how to be an, a good entrepreneur with investor fees. This is still very early in my career. Uh, I will use my knowledge growing this business to help other businesses, potentially invest in other businesses. I also want to create a community for entrepreneurs and creative entrepreneurs either a physical community or an online community where I can actually help other people start companies around their skill set, kind of get out of the, the rat race mentality and yeah. sort of a, a platform for me to coach this type of stuff. Cause we haven't really talked about real estate that much. If you noticed, I, I much prefer talking about this type of stuff because it's not taught in school. I had to learn it through hundreds of books and, and trial and error, but I think I can distill it pretty well in other people. So really it's just coaching entrepreneurs creating a community potential, potentially creating, uh, we're thinking about starting an office space somewhere in the country uh, and sort of an event space where we can host events and co-working for entrepreneurs, like a WeWork type of thing. Yeah. What I'm thinking about. But uh, other than that, product wise, we're going to keep developing investor fees. We might even be expanding it to other verticals because it works well. Um, so yeah, it's just expanding and, and, you know, finding those 80 point leverage points that can serve and impact more people. Yeah. So it's just, that's what it comes down to for me is just using what's working to impact more people. And I think that's a, a good thing for, for you to figure out what you're doing, like what's working in your business and how can you amplify that? Or if you don't have anything that's working, what are some more things you can try until something hits? That's right. If you don't have anything currently that's working, maybe it's because you're not taking enough action steps to be able to, you know, play around with the trial and error. But once you get out there and start doing it, then you'll actually be able to implement the 80-20 rule. I love, yeah. I love how, how focused you are on the 80-20 rule. I feel yeah. like it's gonna, yeah, it's, uh, it's slowly sinking into me. Like I need to focus on this more. I actually annoy my friends because I bring it up so much. 
<laughs> we'll just be like walking around the street and 80 20 we're like yeah it's just like nah this isn't the right way to get to this restaurant let's go this way 80 20 it applies to so much in life it does kind of crazy yeah so tell what what's your uh what's the premise for action driven your book action driven so yeah Basically, I, I did it for several reasons, um, you know, personal branding, but a lot of people I realized, you know, struggle with taking action. And I've always been known as like, just one of those people that takes action and kind of figures it out later. So mm -hmm. um, I did a lot of storytelling within the book of personal stories of mine, just so people can get to know, like, and trust me a little bit more, as well as in the end and within all the stories, there's... There's things that I do on a daily basis that, that I do to kind of just build momentum and like time blocking, planning your goals the night before, you know, for your whole day, stuff like that. So a bunch of different entrepreneur stuff that people can implement and, and start taking action on every day to start building momentum and hit their goals. I love that. Uh, I have a, a really good piece of advice about what action to take when you don't know what action to take. Yeah. So if you don't know what to do, and you know you need to take action. If you're stuck, the first thing you should do is have a conversation. It's the one action that will determine the whole course of action thereafter. Uh, so if you're stuck, if you're sitting on a couch, you don't know what to do, you're overwhelmed by all this information about wholesaling, have a conversation. Talk to, go to ARIA, talk to someone at ARIA, meet up, call your business partner, call your mom if you have to. But it's not gonna do any good by just ruminating about it in your brain. Having a conversation with someone is the best way to determine the next step. Oh, of course. You know, even just talking to yourself, getting it out there into the universe type of thing. But if you do have some other people around you, that always makes it a little bit better as well, because then you guys can brainstorm and yeah. really come up with some different strategies. Yeah, that's true. I never thought, because sometimes I'll, I'll like have this big problem in my head and I'll go to Evernote and I'll say like, okay, end goal that I wish to accomplish. And I'll type in like, build it co-working space somewhere blah, blah blah what do i need to have in place in order for this to happen uh okay team if you just write it out you start thinking about like oh this is what i actually this is the problem i have this is the outcome that i desire and this is what i need to do to to bridge the gap like and when you don't write that out and you're trying to think of that in your head you just get distracted and limiting beliefs creep in and you say this is too hard just, i can't have enough help crazy blah, yep. blah, blah. Uh, so writing it out or having a conversation, I'll, I'll add writing it out to that action step from here on out. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah you know, I, um, it's crazy, but every time I go camping, like if I go up to the redwoods and I go camping up in Northern California, I always have some kind of breakthrough. I always have like a lot of like just time by myself that I can, you know, think about it, talk it out with other people. And then I always have some kind of big breakthrough. Yeah. That's crucial too. And like, what do you do with your free time? Yeah going on long walks, going in nature. Like that's, that's for me right now, that's 80, 20 time for me. Yeah. Cause most of my team is executing the day to day, but there's still all these big decisions that need to get made. I need to be in the right frame of mind physically and mentally in order to make the best decisions on behalf of my team. So going on long walks and going in nature is actually, I consider that to be a super valuable $10,000 per hour time. Okay. So what is, what is your $10,000 per time? This is what I would challenge anybody listening. Don't, don't rule out that thinking time. Oh yeah. It's super crucial. Awesome. Well, Dan, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah. So if you have questions for me personally about, you know, if you're stuck in your business or aren't sure what to do next, just Dan at investorfuse.com. Yeah. 
or just go to investorfees.com and learn everything you need to know about the software. And our blog is crazy informative as well. We have a blog post about team building, about systems, about how to own your business, not work in your business. We have a, a blog post that teaches you how to make offers on every single type of seller situation. And we give you all the contracts and stuff that you need. So just go to investors.com. Okay, very cool. Thank you so much, Dan. I mean, you're the man. I truly appreciate you jumping on today, taking time out of your busy day to be able to pour back into the listeners and, you know, just talk about the whole mindset as well as getting people, you know, to acknowledge systems are really the, the most important thing within your business. I feel like is very, very crucial. So thank you so much. I appreciate it, brother. I agree. Thanks so much for having me, man. Keep up the good work. Yeah, thank you. Cool. So uh, for everybody um, that wants to get you know, a hold of me, you can reach me at brandonelliotinvestments.com or anywhere on social media, Brandon Elliott Investments. And um, yeah, if you guys could do me a favor, share this out to a bunch of other people that are interested in real estate investing and uh, why we are so passionate about it and what it has done for us and our family has been tremendous. So definitely want to encourage more people to get involved and interested if you have any questions feel free to reach out to either of us do me a favor go on itunes leave a review and don't forget to subscribe and uh that will really just be able to help get more people interested in the podcast and get people interested in uh learning more about real estate investing and what it could do for them and their family and if you send me a screenshot of uh the review and you subscribing i will send you a copy of my book action driven so you're definitely going to want to get your hands on this. Thank you guys all so much for watching, being a part of this. Definitely appreciate you guys. Till next time, God bless. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit brandonelliottinvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.